Welcome to Third Space, the podcast that aims to fill the yawning gap between the Christian church and secular culture. In particular, the global crisis we find ourselves in and all of the implications we find for living in wartime. I'm David Robertson. And I'm Steve McAlpine. And in this episode, we're taking a look at education in wartime, the cottage industry. Welcome, class. I am Miss Wilder. As you know, I'm your new teacher. Mrs. Garvey has told me a great deal about all of you. My job is teaching, and your job is learning. If we all do our jobs, we should get along splendidly. Miss Wilder, I'm so sorry. We talked last week about education being big business in Australia, particularly the tertiary sector, and it's our third biggest export. And times are changing in a post-COVID world. Universities are in for a tough time. But what about the other end of the market, the small side of education? And in particular, we're going to look at homeschooling, which was actually growing in market size pre-COVID-19 and perhaps is now set to take off as people have had a taste of online learning. We've all done a bit of online learning for kids these past months, which is different to homeschooling, but there are some parallels. But as I say, homeschooling has got a bit of a bad rap. It's got the feeling for some people of double denim, plated hair, home churned butter and little house on the prairie. Now, David Robertson, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I love Little House in the Prairie. <laughs> if only it was like that. Um, it's so funny. There was this Italian lady who went viral on, on YouTube with after two days of being in lockdown, having to do homeschooling and just yelling at how terrible it was. But it does have this impression of just being slightly odd. You know, you were the odd one out in the village because everyone goes to the village school or if you're, if you're living in a city and so on. I mean, I don't have a great deal of experience of homeschooling. What about you, Steve? Do you have experience of it? Uh, not me uh, personally, not yet anyway, um, <laughs> but plenty of friends and plenty of people at our church homeschool and have a range of ways of doing it. Um, but the systems for homeschooling now are incredible. It's not just mum sitting down with a textbook that says how many animals went into the ark two by two, there's your maths lesson. Um, it's wide-ranging. There are plug-and-play uh, other activities. There are specific teachers who do homeschooling products, and it's national and international. And uh, one of the families at, uh, at our church, in fact, their kids, or five kids, are incredibly gifted, incredibly socially aware, great musicians. One of them started university law degree very at the age of 16. Uh, and Contrary to popular opinion, they're not socially regressive. They can hold a conversation with an adult in a way that many other people can't. So I think it gets a bit of a bad rap from people who don't understand it and perhaps from people who live in an area where their school system, especially their public school system, isn't, uh, isn't the hood, if you know what I mean. I think yeah. uh, it's a luxury to be able to send your kids to a great school in your local area for free. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I bump back and forth on this one, to be honest. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to ask you why people might be attracted to it and you can give the positive reasons, but maybe you can deal with a couple of the negatives as well, because you mentioned one there, this idea that, well, I don't want to homeschool kids. Some, some people think they don't have the ability, but I think they're more scared that their kids will turn out to be quite odd and not able to socialize. And, uh, you know, they'll just turn into kind of clones of their parents which wonderful as we are none of us want our kids to be so 
What would attract people, Christians in particular, towards home education? Well, I think one thing is it's not like you've got school social life and nothing left. I mean, many people talk about school years as if they were bad years. It felt like pack mentality. I don't think that's socialization. I think that's, uh, you know, that's just surviving uh, the pack for many kids. So there are plenty of other ways to socialize. There's church socialization, there's club socialization, sports. There are families getting together. And as I said, there's homeschooling uh, does good socialization across lots of families getting together maybe once or twice a week for a specific activity, sports or a specific learning activity that needs to be done together. So I think to say socialization is uh, not there is one thing. But also socialization isn't always the best thing. Peer pressure at school makes a lot of kids do a lot of things that when they're 30, they're still going through therapy for. One of the things I like about the future of homeschooling is that I think there's a strong in the um, in the, in the state public system of a very strong uh, push for a, a cultural push towards a very certain progressive framework of thinking that is embedded in the, Christ, in, the, in the school and embedded in the education system. So I know you've talked about this sort of stuff before, Dave. What do you think? Do you know, as you were talking, and you often do this, you inspire me, Steve. You know, just oh, an, an, know. a thought came to my head and I was so inspired. <laughs> I was so inspired by what you said. Um, you know where my kids learned to socialize was in church. So going to the creche in church, going to the, you know, interacting with adults, they learned to do that in church far more than they did in school. In fact, sometimes in school, it was just almost though they were learning not to socialize, <laughs> certainly with adults. It was kind of, cut, you know, the typical teenage son, how'd you go on today? Uh, what was it like? Mm. Uh, you know, um, that's my I, response I just, as a pastor after a sermon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how was yeah. the sermon today, sweetheart? Uh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. I, do you know? I think there's be significant opposition to this. In 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 Germany, for example, you you're not allowed to homeschool. Uh, there's a professor in Harvard arguing in, in America you should not be allowed to homeschool. And I think the reason for that is very simply this. It's back to our earlier discussion last week about universities being monoversities. I think there are a number of people, particularly progressives, who think that schools should be about indoctrination. There, it should be about telling children how to behave and what to think. And it shouldn't be about teaching them how to think. So they want everyone to think the same. And so a lot of our state education system, not all of it, and there are still good schools, but a lot of it has become a kind of indoctrination, a kind of social engineering. And therefore, when people have that, the last thing they want is an educated population who can think for themselves. And it may be that home education will be opposed because of that. Now, I know that's a wee bit controversial, but I'm sure you agree with me. I actually do agree with you, and I've written about this before, and I'm on the board of uh, Christian Education System, but, and I think it's a good one. Uh, the key for me has been that, uh, that all education is morally forming, and that's the point. And so uh, whether you're a progressive or a conservative, you're saying, I want the education to move us in a certain direction without pushing exactly what I'd think on everyone. But I do think statism, that whole idea that the state can educate your children, uh, is one way of saying, and your parents are stupid, and you can't educate your children, and you can't find resources outside of schools to do it. But in this world of choice, the state is caught between uh, a rock and a hard place because it's saying, we're a world of choice. You are a consumer. You can choose the things you wish. But when it comes to education, you can't. People are going, actually, uh, 
that's not true. We can actually educate people uh, using other systems. And the, the runs are on the board. People who are homeschooled aren't necessarily any less socially engaged unless they were previously, you know, maybe they have been homeschooled because of anxiety or something like that. That's different. But they're still getting to university. They're still getting into uh, being good citizens in the culture where they are helping human life flourishing. They're not going into lockdown and, you know, yeah. all ending up in a in behind chain mail fences with uh you know, shotgun spam and beans waiting for the zombie apocalypse or something. It's, it's not like that at all. <laughs> You've been watching too many movies. Um, I'm ranting I, I, I wanna, yeah. yeah. I do want to, I do want to, before you rant any further, I do want to um, ask you one other thing. I actually think there is a role, um, John Knox said about a church, where you have a church, there you have a school. I think there is a role for churches in education and for the state as well, but I think it's particularly for the poor. And I think um, we need to think about people who don't have the resources or the capability to to educate at home. But you mentioned something very interesting, and that is the formation. Um, mm. Explain what you mean by you know how we educate our kids, how we form. What what are we looking for with that? I mean, I realize in, in the little time you have left, that's a big ask, but do it anyway. I always have less time because you keep talking. But anyway, I, I think <laughs> one of the issues is um, beauty, truth, goodness, uh, those sort of issues are things that we are trying to form people towards. And how you fill those particular receptacles is uh, is up for grabs. But I think if you're saying to people, these things, are, here's where truth is heading, here's what beauty is forming us and shaping us to be. Here's what goodness looks like. And we're going to educate you in a way in order towards those things. Now, that's a contested argument in our culture at the moment. So that's why you're seeing this split in education that people are saying, actually, what you say is beautiful isn't. What I say is true, you say isn't. And that's why there's this fracturing in education because it's so forming that people are saying, we have a different vision of the good life compared to you. And so that's why I think people are saying, and we're going to choose education, which fits our formational vision of the good life. Okay, Steve, look, I'm feeling a wee bit depressed. <laughs> because, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm thankful that I don't have to make decisions now. I don't have kids. I have grandkids. And I'm thinking about parents who are listening to this and I'm thinking about, okay, well, what do we do? I mean, it's not a sin to send your kids to a state school or a private school if you can afford it or a church school or whatever. Um, but this homeschooling thing, although you had a kind of wee dig at the little house on the prairie thing, uh, you 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 know it. You you seem to be advocating it. Does homeschooling have a future, and who's going to benefit most from it? And you know, give some help to parents who are out there. Well, I, yeah, I don't want to dig on down on any uh, school system because I think there are benefits in for different people for different uh, reasons in different systems. If you live near a good local uh, government school, send your kids there if that works. But to say that homeschooling is sort of how little house on the prairie only uh, belies the sophistication which has gone into the systems. And online learning in general has become something that's taken off. So when you've got good online learning taught by teachers who know their material well in a setting where kids can get your work done in three to four hours, not six, with an hour and a half you know, travel as well, it opens up the possibilities for doing many other things. But I think state education has often overreached with its formation practices. It's been pushing this particular line. And many parents are saying, when I get a choice, I'll 
take that choice rather than state education because homeschooling done well will produce great results. That, do, that said, you've got to be the kind of parent and parents and maybe social system and network that can sustain that for your children. I also think it could be the future for the Christian family who doesn't want a social engineering policy uh, on matters of sexual ethics pushed uh, very strongly from a local government school. I, I would say that's a critical issue coming up and COVID-19 has pushed the idea of homeschooling to the fore in such a way that people will take it up after these things are all done. Expect an uptake in it in 2021. Let me give you uh, just an opportunity, a shout out to this on the Eternity Podcast Network. Conversations with Jenny Salt, a podcast called Salt. If you like the conversation hour on the ABC, then you'll love Salt. Great in-depth interviews about people whose lives have been transformed by spiritual connections. A new ager who became a New York documentary maker. A doctor at the heart of life-renewing surgery in the heart of Africa. A man whose family saw Christianity arrive in Nepal and took it to the heights of that great country. You'll love salt on the Eternity Podcast Network, eternitypodcast.com. Well, thanks for entering the third space with us today. Uh, coming up on the next episode, music in wartime. Yeah, we're going to look at the role of, we did look at entertainment, we're going to look at the role of music and, um, I don't know, Steve and I, we might form a boy band by then. Uh, so you can hear us sing, but given that this is about music in wartime, that old war song that Steve will remember, we'll meet again, don't know where, don't know when. Thanks for that, Dave. I was going to sing that to you as well, but now that you've done it for me, I'm sure that's something I can't unhear. See you all next week, folks. Bye. Well, Third Space is hosted by uh, Dave the Rapper Robertson, who loves to sing, and me, Steve McAlpine, and it's produced by Janelle Muller and edited by Peter Lavrock. They do a great job for us and making us sound better even when we sing. Uh, Third Space is part of the Eternity Podcast Network, an audio collection showcasing the seriously good news of faith today. So head to thirdspace.org.au where you'll find show notes and other stuff related to our episodes. And click onto our Facebook page to join in to the debate. You've been listening to the Eternity Podcast Network. eternitypodcasts.com.au